If you will this morning, turn with me to our text. It's found in Galatians chapter 4. It's Galatians 4 verse 6. It's Galatians 4 verse 6. It reads this way. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, how glorious Thou art, how gracious and holy, worthy to be praised Thou art. I thank Thee, O Lord, that Thou hast blessed us this day with joy, with peace, with all that is stored in Thy Son. O Lord, if this is not the case in our souls in this hour, I pray that Thou would come, that Thou would minister those things that Thou would open the heavens and drop down Thy truth into our souls this day to reveal to us first that we are sons and those great, great blessings that we have because we are in Thy Son. O Lord, may it be Thy will this morning to take our minds from this world and all the things that, that are in our minds at this hour that trouble us or that are just there we ask, O oh Lord, that you would purge us of that and bring us to thy feet to be instructed. For this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. This morning I want to look a little deeper into our text, which is, as I said, Galatians 4, 6. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. I want, to, I want you first and foremost to notice that this cry in the soul is not your cry. It's the cry of the Son of God, first and foremost. Where this passage is, it says, Because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. That's very important. It's very important for us to see that today because that's what we have in our union, our Lord who performs all things for us. But first and foremost, we have to look at the beginning of this verse. It's because you are sons. There are three times in the Holy Scriptures that this phrase is used, uh, Abba, Father. And we're going to go to each one of them today, and you're going to see a progression of how the Lord and His Word uh, meant for us to understand it, whose words they are, uh, how they are ours by, by adoption. So this morning I want to look at this text in its entirety, but I want to begin just as it begins and because you are sons. That's so important for us to know this morning. It's not that you will be sons. It's not that you shall be sons. It's not because something in you the Lord sees, and then later on, because you do something, you will be able to author this lie that comes forth from the child of God's soul. And I do say the child of God's soul, for the world does not know this cry. As you see this morning, the cry is the words are the Spirit of Christ that sing out in our soul. It's the Spirit of Christ for us to call out, Abba, Father. And, and I don't know about you, and I don't know in your walk if He has brought you to the end of yourself or brought you to see this relationship that you have with the Father and why it's important. And not only the importance of it, but the blessedness of it. That in our times of fear, in our times of distress, in our times of worry, in our times of anxiousness, 
that the heavens have been opened because of the Son. And the heavens are open to the Father to cry out to Him, Father, Father! Daddy, Father! And we'll talk more about that here in a few minutes, what that means. But first, let's back up a couple of verses so we can see the context of what Paul is saying here in writing this letter and the instruction by the Holy Ghost. But in verse 4, he says, But when the fullness of the time was come, it was a time for the Lord to manifest our sonship. Our sonship, but also a time to manifest His Son. For all that we have was laid up for us in eternity. All that the child of God has in Christ was performed in eternity. And that's what Paul is saying here. He says, when the fullness of the time was come, and it was time for God to send His Son, made of a woman, made under the law, He was sent to redeem them, to save them, to purchase them that were under the law, and then here's the key, that we might receive the adoption of sons. The adoption is eternal also. All of God's children are adopted sons. All of them. There's no way around that. There is one son that was came forth from the Father by generation, and that was the Son of God. But all the other sons that we are made in this relationship, in this communion and in this union, comes out of adoption, meaning that we were taken from a line and put into the line of Christ. And this was done in eternity. But it's, it's established in us in time. It is revealed to us in time. Just as Christ came in time. So we have for us that we might receive the adoption of sons. He sent forth His Son that we might receive the adoption of sons. So that tells us something that that revelation of being adopted into the family of God is by the Son, is through the Son, is through the Son's work as a mediator, as an intercessor. And this is a precious privilege that we have. And then Paul says in the text, and because you are sons, as I said, not because you will be, but because you are sons, you have been sons before the foundation of the world, and because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of His Son into your hearts crying, Abba, Father. Because you are sons. Turn with me. Well, no, first we're going to read what he said to Timothy in 2 Timothy 1, 9 and 10. Now listen to these words. Who has saved us, and these very familiar words, and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. The grace, and we were called by His purpose, all of this was done before the world even began. This is what we have in Christ, our head. This is what we have as the body of Christ. We are the sons and daughters of Christ. Of the Father. That's what adoption is. And therefore, um, but then in verse 10 he says, but is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior, Jesus Christ. So when Christ appears in the soul, when the Spirit of Christ comes to the child of God, 
He says, you are a son. You are a brother, just as my brother. But we are sons together. We are heirs together. We're going to see that. We're going to see that terminology. We are heirs together with Christ because of adoption. Because of the Spirit of Christ that resides in the child of God. Who has abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the Gospel. What Christ is as a light in the soul, what Christ is as life in the soul, is what puts down the fear of death. Which puts down the specter of death. Which puts down the, the fear of, of all the anxiety we have in this life. It's the Spirit of Christ. And that's so important for the child of God to know that this is what he possesses. If he has truly been born again into the kingdom, if the child of God has been given life, if the child of God has life in the Son, he has life to cry out to the Father. And as I said, this text tells us that it, the crying is done by the Son. It is the Son on our behalf that cries out. I know in my life, I'm a very headstrong person, prideful person. So to cry out to the Lord is not something that I've ever seen in my life that I just do. That I just say, okay, I wake up in the morning and it's a time to cry out to the Lord. Because even if my day looks bleak about what I've got to do or, or the things that are in my life, if it's a doctor's appointment, whatever it is, and my anxiety... I still have found that I don't in and of myself take a sea law and cry out to the Lord to intervene for me. However, there are those times that I am stopped in my tracks wherever I am. It could be on the, in the bed. It could be at my desk. It could be in the workplace. It could be... And the Lord just comes then and says to me to, to say, cry out to the Lord. You're in need of the Lord. You're in need of the Father who has given you all things through the Son. And it's a great privilege that the child of God has. Turn with me for a moment and hold your finger there because we'll be right back. Over to 1 John 3. I know we love these words of how 1 John 3 uh, begins. We've, we've said them many times from up here. And, and I know that they're precious to the child of God because he says, Behold! It's a pronouncement in the soul. The Holy Spirit comes to the child of God and says, Behold this. Lay hold of this. Listen to what, what the Holy Spirit has to say to you today. Listen. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us. That's the children of God. That we should be called the sons of God. What, a great, what great love that is that the Lord shows and bestows upon us that we are called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not. Don't go out in the world and try to have communion about being the sons of God. You'll find it. But when you hear about being the sons of God and what people call the sons of God, it's so foreign to the Scriptures. There's many out there that believe they're sons of God based on what they've done. Based on the offerings that they've offered. The obedience that they believe that they have put forth. The... the profession they've made, the acceptance of God, the, the coming down in front of people and saying, 
I receive this God and I've, I've chosen Him today to be my Lord. Those aren't the sons of God. The Lord doesn't reveal Himself that way. The Lord reveals Himself as you are needy. There's, there's something in those words, Abba. Abba means Daddy. Abba, the whole term that's used in the Aramaic means it, it means a, a neediness of a small child to cry out to his daddy. I still, you know, that's one thing that, that I've always loved and appreciated. Uh, I've got four children, the youngest one being 15 now. I still have those moments that the children come to me and cry out to me in time of need. A lot more back in the day, but to still have those times. And the Lord from time to time will reveal to me and show me my shortcomings as I'm older in age now. Here I am 50 years old almost. And the Lord says to you, to me, but, but you have a Father to come to. You have a Father, that, a tender Father who loves you every day who has bestowed all of the blessings that you have, all the mercies that are new each day. I mean, I may be crusty in the morning. I may be very angry and bitter, but the Lord's mercies are new every day. He's faithful every day. And so, behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not. They won't know that. They won't know that relationship to cry out, Abba, Father. They won't know what they have in the Father because it's only revealed through the Son. It's not revealed in catechisms or Sunday school classes or theological classes or books or what. It's revealed by the Spirit of Christ in the soul. That's real quote-unquote religion. It stands in the power of the Lord. It's not a form of godliness that is void of power. It's the power of the Lord in the soul. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew Him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. As we sit in this place that the Lord has saved you for the foundation of the world, if you've been chosen in His Son, you now are the sons of God. It is not something that you will attain to. It is not something that will become when you move off of this the face of the earth. It is something you were and called to be in eternity. Now we're the sons of God. I know. I, I struggle with my pollution. I struggle with my sins. I struggle with how unworthy that I am to be saved by this benevolent Lord who has covered my sins and continues to reveal that that sin's been put away and that sin's been put away. And, that's, and you keep thinking, Lord, is there going to be an end to this revelation of your blood but it's not it's efficacious it continues to flow it continues to to be applied to the conscience and be applied to the soul to say you're forgiven in christ now are we the sons of god and it does not yet appear what we shall be and oh how many questions we have about the life after oh how much do we worry about what life will be or even the next year or two years or ten years or but the Lord said I will reveal it does not yet appear what we shall be but we know that when he shall appear when the Lord's presence is there when the Lord's presence is in the soul when he shall appear 
We shall be like Him. We shall be conformed to His image. We will see the characteristics and the traits and the love and the joy and the peace, the fruit of His Spirit in our soul. We shall be like Him. When He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. And that's only by the revelation of the Son. That's only by Him showing forth His glory into our souls. That's only by Him saying to you, cry out, Abba, Father. And that's where we go back to our text. Because you are sons. This this gift and this delving into these two words that we're about to go into, I want to lay the groundwork. I want you to understand it's because we are sons. It's because, as what He mentioned in verse 5, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And what a gift that is that we're treated no longer, we're not treated as strangers, we're treated as sons. And all of the blessings that are in the Son come to the adopted sons through the Son. Think about that a minute. And this is all by the Father's will. This is all by the Father's power. This is all by the Father's decree. And now we move to the next part of our text. God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts. It's the Spirit of the Son. But notice it says, crying, Abba, Father. These are the words of Christ. Has Christ ever said these words? Absolutely. Let's go and see where Christ said these words. Let's go over to Mark 14 real quick before we come back. God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into our hearts. But as I said, what we see in the Word of God, Christ always goes first for His children. He is the first fruits in everything. We cry out to the Father because the Son cried out to the Father, because of the words of the Son. Look at Mark 14, and you'll recognize this. This is the time right before the Lord goes to the cross. And we'll just start in verse 33. Um, No, we'll go to 32. And they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. And he saith to his disciples, Sit ye here while I pray, while I shall pray. And he took with him Peter and James and John and began to be sore amazed and to be very heavy. Don't miss that. The weight is coming upon him. He's seeing the task at hand. He's seeing what it means to be made sin. He's seeing what it, what the, what it means to be separated from the Father. And it's becoming very heavy upon Him. Don't miss that. Because as He is, so are we in this world. As He becomes heavy, he said, and He said unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful unto death. Tarry ye here and watch. And He went forward a little and He fell on the ground and He prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from Him. And He said, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. Daddy, Father. A term of love. A term of endearment. A term that's, that's crying out as a, a, a dependent child. That's what Abba means. In the young stages of life that, that look up and say, Daddy, pick me up. Daddy, feed me. Daddy, love me. Daddy, carry me. 
That is the terminology. You say, well, I'm just too old for that. I can't cry out like that. Oh, but you will. <laughs> They're the words of Christ. It's the work of Christ. This is the privilege the child of God has as his soul is heavy. The Lord's heaviness has caused him to cry out, Oh, Dad, Father, all things are possible unto thee. Has that prayer been birthed in your soul? As you feel, fear this world, as you fear what you have in each day, He hasn't given us the spirit of fear. He's given us power. He's given us love. He's given us a sound mind to cry out to Him, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. If it be, you could just feel it in his soul as the Holy Spirit takes us there and says this is what it was, was heavy upon him. He cried out in great love and great trusting, trusting that his Father knew whatever was for him was perfect. His safety was in his Father. He knew that what he had to to cry out for, Lord, I know You have my best interest at heart. That's where we lack every day in this carnal mind that keeps thinking and trying to work out a way that's good for us. We don't know. And Jesus said in the, in the heaviness of His soul, Abba, Father, all things are possible unto Thee. Take away this cup from Me. Lord, it's possible that You take this cup from me. If it be Your will, Lord, all things are possible in You. All things. You know that He saw the cup. He saw the sin that He would be made. He saw the separation. And He cries out in dependency, Lord, Father, You know best. Is this truly what is best? And we see the acquiescence to the will of the Father. And the very next thing, He says, nevertheless, that's the power that comes. That's the power of the Lord to say, yes, I know what's best for you, Son. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what Thou wilt. I tell you, as I said, one of the most important to me, to my soul, that I see when the Lord reveals Himself in the Word of God, wherever it is, Whatever the Lord did and He went first for me, when the Lord shows me that, He shows me that that veil's been rent and that now I have access to the Father the same way He had access to the Father. I have access through the Son to cry out, Abba, Father, in this manner? How can I do that? Well, we just, we just heard in our text that it's the Spirit of Christ. It's, His, it's, it's the voice of Christ and the soul saying, Abba, Father. It's this voice right here that says, Abba, Father, all things are possible with You, Lord. Now think about the trials you go through. Think about the daily things that bother you or the fears that you have every day. Is this not when the Lord births this in the soul to cry out to Him, Lord, You know what's best for me? Not my will, but your will. Is that not where peace is? 
Is that not where the Lord's power makes the child of God to lie down in the green pasture of His finished work? I think sometimes in the fallenness of our mind and the carnality that we have, we think we can change the Father's will. And we think, and I want you to understand, that's not what Jesus is doing here. He's not saying, Father, go against your will. He's not saying, I'm going against your will. He's showing us the access we have because we are sons. His Spirit, this, this, these words, these very words that Christ said, Abba, Father, are the words that He births in our soul to cry out to the Father, help me, save me, protect me, love me, carry me. Our religion, our way of life in Christ stands in His power. His power. And I thank God today that it does. By Him, I thank Him. Now, we're not going to go back to our text real quick. We're going to go over to Romans 8. Because we're going to go to the third time that this is. And you're going to notice something this time. But look at Romans 8, and we'll just. I want to begin just to say this in verse 9. But you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. The Spirit of Christ is there. If the Spirit of Christ is in power, we are not walking after the flesh. But look at this. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Now, there may be some in this room today that are saying, I don't know if I've ever called out that way. I, I, I don't know if the Lord has, well, maybe He has, maybe He hasn't. The child of God with the Spirit of Christ in his soul will cry out to Him. But see, the thing that's taught first is the humble dependency. The thing that's taught first is that as Christ too was emptied in the garden, as He sweat these great drops of blood, as He was pressed out in His spirit, and He cried out to the, to the Father. We, we get a better understanding of what that means in our own lives. As we're carried to and fro into life, we're not calling Abba Father. We're not calling out to the Lord to save us in the times of difficulty until the Lord reveals to us where else can we go? You have the words of eternal life. Where else can we go, Lord? You are life itself. We have to be shown that. So let's pick up right now in verse... Um, let's just start in 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Remember our text this morning. Because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received... Listen to this one, dear ones. You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. Because of the Spirit of Christ in us, Paul wants us to know that the spirit of fear is no longer 
has dominance, no longer has reign, no longer has a position over us. Because we are sons. Because of adoption. Because of the Spirit of Christ in us. You have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption. That spirit of adoption that calls us the sons of God. The spirit that witnesses with our spirit that we are the sons of God. Whereby, look at this now, we cry, Abba, Father. See how that worked? We have one, three times used in the word. Once, Christ words. The second time, Christ words saying them itself. Christ authoring them in the soul the first time. Christ saying the words where they originate from. And then the third time we're here. We hear this mentioned that we cry by union. We cry because we're in Christ. We cry because He cried. We love Him. Why? Because He first loved us. We follow Him. Why? Because He chose us. He empowered us. We have faith. Why? Because we live by the faith of the Son of God. We cry, Abba, Father. Why? Because He authors the cry. He is the cry. They are His words. But they're ours by imputation. They're ours by gift. They're ours by union. Because of the spirit of adoption. Because we, we are sons. I know that um, sometimes we lose sight of that. We lose sight of that because we see sin so prevalent in our lives and we say, Lord, how can I be a son? How can I be a daughter? How can I be chosen in You? I continue to sin. And the Lord shows us by His work, it's not about sin. He's put it away. See, our focus is upon ourselves. And where life is, is a focus upon Christ. That's where life is. There's nothing but death and focusing on yourself. Woe is me. Oh, I have this problem. Oh, I have this fear. Oh, I have... You're not going to cry out, Abba, Father. And that's given to you by gift. It's given to you by union. It's given to you as the whole world doesn't have it. But we haven't. We cry, Abba, Father, because we're sons. Do you see the difference? Do you see the dependency to to cry out, Abba, Father? Do you see why it's necessary? And, And now listen, here's the good news. We're dependent on one who's faithful. We're not dependent on ourselves who's unfaithful. We're not dependent on ourselves to get up every day and say, oh Lord, I'm going to do all this for you and let me go out and do this for you and let me do this for you. No, 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 no. We fail in that miserably. We fail in the things that even we set out to do, even we set them out to do with our whole heart, so to speak. We want to throw so much power into it and so much will into it. I want to do this. I get frustrated. I'll get up one day and I'll say, I want to do this today. I want to accomplish this today. And sure enough, the day's gone. I didn't accomplish it. Because of unfaithfulness. I can't perform that even that's my will. I'm going to do this. The Lord says, oh, you're going to do this? Let me show you other providential things I'm going to bring into your day that's going to make you dependent upon me. That's important. It's important. As sheep, we go astray. I was a wandering sheep. 
the Lord in His faithfulness. His faithfulness to reveal the spirit of adoption. To, to reveal that we are in Him by adoption. We are sons. Whereby we cry, Abba Father. We cry out to Him, Father, Father. We cry out to Him and say, Lord, save me. We cry out to Him. Why? I hope you understand. It's because of Christ in you. The hope of glory. It's because of Christ in you. The power. Everything stands in the power of Christ. And praise God that it does. Look at 16. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit. He speaks to us. He speaks to our spirit that we are the children of God. We're not going to be. We're not hope to be. That's what Paul said. If all you have in this life is hope, you're most miserable. If your hope is in man, if your hope is in self, if your hope is in what you're going to be, if your hope is how you're going to turn a new leaf over for the Lord, if your hope is in yourself and what you can do, you're going to be most miserable because you'll see that you fail over and over and over again. That's not what the Spirit reveals to our spirit. The Spirit reveals Himself, bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Sonship. Sonship. And all of those benefits and everything that the Father gave to His Son, we, by adoption, enjoy the very things the true Son had. It's given to us. And we're not loved any less because we're adopted. There's such a stigma about adoption. And I can't understand. I mean, I understand it because the world will always twist everything. But it's beautiful. It's a beautiful gift that the Lord gives the child of God to say, as we just saw, I'm a child of God because the Spirit bears witness with my spirit that I am a child of God. By adoption. Not because of, I did anything. Not because I he saw he looked down the corridor and saw that I was going to choose him and therefore no, 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 no. He's done it all in eternity. The Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And then here's that beautiful verse. And if children, if the Spirit bears witness today with your spirit that you are a child of God. You're joint heir with Christ. What? You just said there's only one son. That's right. By, by generation, the only begotten son. But all of the sons and daughters, I hope you understand, sons means everyone in Christ. All we have is because we're in that one who has life, who was given life. There's I wish I could explain it better. I really do. But you know what? I got someone better to do that. It's the Holy Spirit. To witness with your soul today what you have because of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Have you noticed that today? How the Trinity has worked all throughout this message. To cry out to the Father is the Spirit of the Son. The Holy Spirit witnesses with our spirit. 
all throughout, we have one triune Lord. And what does He witness to us? That we're joint heirs with Christ. You see that? He said, wow. You know, that, that truly right there says to me that the Father loves me as much as He loved His Son. As much as He loves His Son. I'm a joint heir with the Son. That blows my mind. That really does. This is what we have. This is what He's done. This is the, the love. You want to know how, behold, what manner of love there is? This is how the depth, in which we can't measure, that's what this, this, the rest of this chapter is going to tell us. And nothing, and no one, and not a principality or nothing can separate us from that love. If children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with Him. And dear ones, we're, we suffer. We suffer because of the plague of sin. We suffer afflictions. We suffer unbelief. <sighs> that we may be also glorified together. There's a glory waiting for you and I. There's a glory revealed in us today. And that glory is in the Son. And that glory is something that is another gift to see Him as He is but to be known as we are known. You know, those words right there, think about that a minute. To be known as we are known. Not what we think of ourselves. Not what we look at ourselves and take inventory and say, this is who we are. No, no, no. To be known as we really are known. What we are in Christ. Righteous in Christ. Holy in Christ. Everything in Christ. To be known that way. Truly, truly a gift of our great Lord. Our text one more time this morning, Galatians 4, 6. And because ye are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Dear Heavenly Father, may you add Thy power and Thy clarity for Thy glory and for Thy name's sake. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.